Welcome to She Grows. We're here to walk through topics that we all deal with in everyday life. I'm Danielle Doss. And I'm Jen Matthews. And we are here to arm you with the hope and peace that comes straight from the gospel. We're going to leave out the fluff and chase down the truth. So whether you're driving, doing laundry, working out, we hope you find truth and encouragement. Let's grow together. Hey, Danielle. Hey, bud. <laughs> it's podcast day. <laughs> and we are in part four. Four of four. Of our Women in the Bible series. Have you loved it? I have. I think we were so like just excited about it when we mentioned it forever ago. Mm-hmm. And now I think I'm a little sad that this part is over because yeah. I really have enjoyed digging in and just like set, to me what is so cool about scripture is that like a small verse that you may just quickly read over yeah if you pause and just do a little bit more thought process or reading into mm-hmm. there's a whole life story that comes out yeah of it. it is crazy because we were very intentional to pick the women that aren't going to be like of course they're talking about Ruth of course they're talking about Mary right you know we tried to be um pick women that were a little less well known but that means there's maybe two sentences about them in the sure, Bible. Sure. And we've had to tra- draw deductions by where they were, what they were doing, what that meant about their lives and all that. It's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think about just in general, this is such a like takes you there kind of thought. <laughs> but like our lives and what we do, you want it to have impact yeah. and you want what you do to matter. Yeah. And their lives matter so much yeah. so that we get to see just small little glimpses mm-hmm. of their character, of their ministry, of their calling in life. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it makes me want to dig in a little bit more even into right. other women. I feel like the one we're talking about today is probably the very least written about scripturally in the yeah. scriptures. Yeah. But there, it still speaks volumes. Like what, what is said yeah. speaks volumes about her. Yeah. So who are we talking about today? We're talking about Priscilla, Priscilla. Queen of the Nile. (laughs) (laughs) And not Priscilla Schreier, although, hello. Hello. No, her name's Priscilla. Yes. And um, it's really cute. See, she's always only mentioned with her husband. But also mentioned with her husband. Yeah. Like, that's not something that's common in scripture. Yeah. The female's not going to get the shout out. Right. And here we are. Here we are reading about their ministry together. Yes. And so while she has very little written about her, we know that anything in scripture is very on purpose. Yeah. And so we 100% think she's worth looking into. And so yeah. she's our woman of the day. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's just dig in. You um, can pick up your scripture and read along as you are listening to this podcast or as you're, you're listening. <laughs> definitely do not. Actually, just listen in with us. <laughs> But in Acts 18, uh, we find where Paul has left Athens and is headed toward Corinth. And that's where he becomes acquainted with a Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently arrived from Italy with his wife, Priscilla. They had to leave Italy um, because Caesar basically just deported all the Jews from Rome. And so uh, as Claudius Caesar, I guess that's a real irrelevant but anyhow so anyhow so they are being deported like they're being kicked out of rome and they go to corinth and paul they meet up with paul and paul lived and worked with them and i think this is pretty interesting they had the both they both they all had common uh trade which was tent making Mm -hmm. and so um that's where we first originally see um priscilla and aquila mentioned meeting up with paul Mm -hmm. so 
Super cool. And then it says they um, stayed in the synagogue trying yeah. to reason with people, the Jews, yeah. to teach them about they Jesus. They were doing some hard work, like really just um, digging into making sure that everyone knew that Jesus was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this was not a easy task back then. Jews were Jews. That's right. <laughs> and they believed what they believed. And convincing them about the Messiah was a whole thing. And yeah. it would get volatile. Yes. Yes. Lots of conversions that are happening at this time frame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, people are getting beat up because of their faith. Mm-hmm. Even so much so that Jesus in that same uh, chapter comes and speaks to Paul about, like, don't be afraid. So you can tell, like, there's some quarreling moments that are happening here in Don't scripture. get confused. That's a vision. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, Jesus yeah. is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm not confused, Before but thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you're not confused, but let's tell all the words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, you can see like there's a lot of upheaval that's taking place. And then they are also, uh, they are mentioned again in verse 18. Paul stayed in Corinth for some time after that, then said goodbye to the brothers and sisters and went to another location. Then he set sail with Syria, taking Priscilla and Aquila with him. So we see that now they are no longer just meeting and making tents, but now they're on mission together with Paul mm-hmm. in disciple making. And then the next time we see them mentioned is down in verse, 26. starting verse 24. Yeah. 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 Well, that's where, yeah. In 26, but the story starts in 24. You're going to read it? You can. Let me read it. Yeah. Um, it says a Jew named Apollos um, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately all the mm-hmm. things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard them, heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. What I think is so cool about this there's a couple more scriptures that mention yeah. Priscilla and Aquila, and yeah. we'll get to those. Um, but what I think is so cool about this is that we know from later in scripture that Apollos goes on to teach and teach and teach. Mm-hmm. And so much so that Paul had to eventually make the distinction like, hey, guys, you're not followers of Apollos. And you're not followers of Paul. You're followers mm-hmm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we know that he what I think so cool about it is that you know from that that he was able to take this correction yeah. and go forward with it and use it in his teaching. And the fact that they, speaking of Priscilla and her husband, they had the wherewithal of scripture, like yes. the depth of scripture to say, you know what, you have all of these incredible qualities to mm-hmm. you. Scripture lays them out. I think Apollos probably has like the most hype uh, <laughs> introduction. Perfect yeah. yeah. But but there's still something about them that uh, that Apollos and Priscilla pick up and they're like, but let's let's fine tune that. So there's yeah. a greater understanding of scripture. Yeah. And then Apollos takes that understanding and is able to even do more and talk talk about Jesus in a greater detail because yeah. of that understanding. Yeah, it's cool because, you know, it doesn't say specifically what he was missing because um, it says it was accurately. It wasn't like we pulled yeah. him aside and corrected yeah. him. But like, I've got to wonder, is that when he was taught about the Holy Spirit was, you know, because it was all the things that Jesus brought that he didn't know because he was preaching the baptism of John. So the life they were probably able to bring him. Yeah 
was probably amazing. I think that that well of just deep understanding that they had. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like the oh of scripture when you don't have so much more about a person because yeah. you want to understand. Yeah. Like, where did you get your discipleship from? Da, 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 da. <laughs> like, let's talk about your. But that's not how scripture is always going to point to God. Yeah. And but it is this one part of like when we were in heaven. I'm like, but tell me more. Tell me more. Yes. All the things. Yeah, because they did have such a deep understanding of scripture. They had spent time with Paul mm-hmm. as they're, you know, I'm sure just building tents and, and doing, you know, having all the chit chat about Jesus. And <laughs> like, I don't know what tent makers are chatting about, but I know. there's no t- like their, their commonality, like their intentionality and their work that they do yeah. is tent making and Jesus. Yeah. And so like, oh, just uh, even had that discipleship moment. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. That that's even passed down to another disciple who does great things right. for the kingdom. What I think so cool about it, too, is that it specifically says they took him aside yeah. and explained. Mm. And I think, you know, if you are a more seasoned believer, or even if you just think you are a more seasoned believer, it's easy sometimes to see whether it's somebody just more um, new in their faith, or if it's somebody that you can tell just hasn't experienced an element that you have, whatever. It can be easy to get... I don't mean prideful in a horrible way, but almost in a, well, I know more than you. So let's talk about like, I, I let me call you out. Right. And, but the heart is like, Hey, no, we want to come alongside of you and make you better. Yes. And so it's not like a, Hey, we know more than you. So we're going to shut you down in front of all these people. Well, and how many times have we seen that displayed in our own life of Ew. just like, yeah. Oh, you don't know what you're saying. So shh. Yeah. Instead of just a simple correction. Yes. That's able to even greater the ministry. Yes. And that's living on mission, on purpose. Yes. Because, hello, they can't speak to everybody. They need Apollos to get it and mm-hmm. go his direction mm-hmm. so they can go their direction. And Paul goes, you know what I mean? To where mm-hmm. everybody can spread the news of Jesus. That's right. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Well, and I think also, it, if you have the same mission and the same vision, which you can see so clearly in the scripture, everybody's mm-hmm. on purpose for the mission. Yeah. That if you are keeping the main thing, the main thing, it's so much easier to let the disappointment of not being, you know, of like, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so just always keeping that heart of being teachable, but also like that humbleness of going in and teaching someone. Yeah. And I think that's just such a, it's one of those little things that you see in scripture that it would be so easy just to read on through. Yeah. But there's this moment of Paul's of saying, no, they had a greater, deeper understanding of scripture and they it mattered to them that it was shared. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Not blasted on Facebook, not shouted from the rooftop. It's relationship. But relationship. Yeah. Like a mentorship, like yeah. relationship. It's just yeah. good. Then what else do we know about them from scripture? So in Romans, we find them again in chapter 16, verse three, it says, uh, this is Paul that's writing to greet his friends. He says, give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. In fact, they once risked their lives for me. I am thankful for them. And so are all the Gentile churches and also give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. So, so much in that one verse of who they actually are. And so in chapter three, I'm sorry, in verse three, four and five. So we see that they are co-workers now, like they are all working hand in hand. Uh, Basically, Paul's gone in different direction and they are doing their ministry. And I don't know what it is that they've done, but they have risked their lives Mm -hmm. for Paul and for the the Gentile churches. Yeah. So they were not afraid to get their hands and do whatever was necessary. 
And, and so they've got the church yeah. in their house too. So they're church yeah. planners. They're church planners. We know that from First Corinthians also mentions the church in their house. Yeah. And so that's just a whole thing in itself. And we know that firsthand mm-hmm. what it feels like. And yeah. that's a calling. Because we are church planners. We are church planners. We planted our church uh, with our husbands in 2012. Uh-huh. And, and started uh, in a house. Yeah, and it was right. all the things. So yeah. it was so funny to be able yeah. to read a little bit of our story in scripture and go, yeah. oh. It's incredible. This is not new. It's been happening for so long. Right. So they're tent makers doing crazy work for the gospel, missionaries, church planners. Mm -hmm. They've got a lot under their belt. Mm -hmm. And that's them as a family. But let's talk about just Priscilla. What can we see about her through all of this? Yeah, that's so good. One, I think that it is so intriguing to me in scripture, whenever it does list them two together, Mm -hmm. that it goes back and forth Mm -hmm. and it will say Aquila and Priscilla, but then several times it'll say Priscilla and Aquila. And Mm -hmm. again, I don't know what the importance is of that, but Mm -hmm. I do know that nothing is on accident in scripture. And so just even seeing that and that she's mentioned in the ministry aspect of it, when in the world that we live in or that we definitely grew up in, I think there is a shift of where you don't hear women Um, their voices, their ministry, or anything like that. And yet here it is in scripture, plain as day, Mm -hmm. of where Priscilla had an active role in ministry. Yeah, because I don't know, again, like you just said, I don't know the significance of why each name was first, but Priscilla's name is listed first when they took Apollos aside and taught him. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that he was able to receive teaching from a woman and go on to be, right? you know, it's just, it's really significant to me because not only are women not often significantly mentioned especially when their husband is in the ministry also you know like it's just really cool how often she's mentioned and that she does get flipped to Mm -hmm. being mentioned first Mm -hmm. and in the aspect of like they're opening up their home for people to Mm -hmm. come in to have church in their homes that Mm -hmm. hospitality aspect of it yeah um you know that's it's not common nowadays to see someone but there are still churches that meet in homes we originally started out of a home but mm-hmm. just that like that was how they moved the gospel forward mm-hmm. and so like the the discipleship that whole practice of their lives was completely devoted to making Jesus known making sure the Jews knew that he that Jesus is the messiah like all yeah. the big like this is the early church yeah and they are responsible for it yeah. Well, for a portion of it, but yes. Yeah. Well, and what's so cool about it to really take into um, consideration about their story is the fact that they had just been uprooted. So they're from oh, yeah. Rome, Italy, and have just been deported because they're Jews. Like, that's it. That's right. the reason. Right. He just sent them all packing. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know how quickly they had to do that, but it's unlikely that they were allowed to pack up every last thing they owned and they had to start over somewhere, right. somewhere new. And I don't know the reasoning or all the things, but a lot of the things we read pointed to their names, pointing to the fact that they were well off mm. in Italy. But whether they were or weren't, they were still in a comfortable, like they were home. Like yeah. that's where yeah, they were from. True. Yeah. And so even if they were just middle class, whatever, mm-hmm. that's still something to be uprooted from. Yeah, for sure. And so they're sent to this place to do this brand new thing. And so whatever they have, who knows? If they come still, from money or without having money. Yeah. They're still making available what little they now have in this new place mm-hmm. to go, okay, but y'all can come in. Let me share it with you, Paul, while mm-hmm. you're here. Like, let's mm-hmm. just do all this together. Mm-hmm. So there's no amount of, oh, I had to give up all my blah, blah, blahs for be, just because I'm a Jew. So, oh, mm-hmm. you know, there was none of that. It was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm committed. Like, I'm, I'm here to make sure people know about Jesus. Yeah. And so... 
they just do the dang thing either way. Right. All the persecution being driven from their home. And I think about this and it's just this to me is like, ah, <laughs> they are doing work. They are doing ministry with someone that once persecuted. Yeah what they do yeah and here they are hand in hand moving for the gospel together like how to know that if you before paul's come when he was saul Mm -hmm. and he was persecuting and having christians killed like imagine seeing paul and saying like well i heard that there was change come on and live with us like let's do business together you're like what good (laughs) exactly like even that aspect of you don't know who is against you or whatever. And then one day you can be doing ministry side by side together. Mm -hmm. That to me is like, it just shows what Jesus can do in someone's life. Yeah, it really does. I love being able to look at, I mean, I know we're talking about her and not them as a couple, but Mm -hmm. come on, they're always mentioned as a couple for a Mm -hmm. reason, I'm sure. But just the loyalty it took to stick, they do everything together. Mm-hmm. They make tents together. They do ministry together. They live, work, and breathe together. And who knows what that dynamic looked like, being shoved out of your home into a new place and making all these decisions. That's not an easy thing for anybody. Sure. I mean, it wouldn't be now, but thinking back then when you literally had to put stuff on your back and go. Sure. I mean, to make it through to where you're still cool to work every single day together. And want to do ministry. I mean, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And so the loyalty in the covenant there, mm-hmm. is there something super s- to be said about that? That's right. I'm glad that you said that. I don't know. I just think it's really beautiful mm-hmm. for them as a couple. But obviously, she's part of that. And yeah. it takes two strong people to be able to stick by that. I think that that is an overall beautiful part to pull about Priscilla is that there is this, like, we're on mission together, whether it be with her husband Mm-hmm. or with Paul yep. or the other disciples that are mentioned in scripture that, you know, that they have in their home, there is this aspect of where they are mission-minded friends. What we do in life is centered around the gospel. Everything we eat, live, breathe is always about being on mission together. Yeah, And so to see that displayed in scripture, so much so to where, I mean, they, they risk their lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's hardcore. Yeah. That's not like, oh, that, they're doing a cool thing over there. Or, or I really like how she does her design work and da-da-da-da-da. Like, no. like they. I want to know um, that story, though. I know. They don't even say it. They just said they all risked their the lives churches, for Paul. I know. What? And all the Gentile churches are thankful. So it was not something that was minor. Yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very cool. Yeah. So she uses... We know she uses all of her gifts, mm-hmm. no matter what it looks like. Yeah, that's I mean, they're great. sticking with Paul. They leave town with Paul after he had just been brought before courts and all mm-hmm. the people trying to take him out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we got you. Let's go. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this ain't our first rodeo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so when go. you think of all the chances to back out yeah. and just be yeah, like, I, I, you know what, Paul, it's cool. I'm going to keep doing this thing in my house, but mm-hmm. I'm going to stay here. Mm-hmm. They had plenty of opportunity to do that, but they were in it for the fight. Like they were in it for a mission. And stuck with it no matter what. Like, and that's I, big. And in that departure, like, when they're being kicked out of their home, and, and there's there there has to be this moment of, like, you know what? What's it matter? Mm-hmm. Like, what does any of that matter? Because we see collectively over Scripture where they're going from place to place to do ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how to not ever be settled in with where we are right now, but just to be so aware of His voice mm-hmm. and His calling and what He has for us. Whether that be, like, you know, if we're 
at a different job or if we're at, a, at the same place or if we're at the grocery store, like we're just so aware right. of the ministry that's in front of us. Yeah. So looking at all this, knowing there's so little scripture, but even all this we could pull from it mm-hmm. so far, what can we take from Priscilla's life? And I, I kind of feel like this question is going to overlap a little bit of yeah, what we've already talked sure about. So, yeah. But what all could we take from her life and just watching this story unfold? That we could apply. Well, I know that we say it like it's a broken record, but it really does matter. Like the gift of mentorship. Yeah. And um, I think that that's something to be like wildly called out in her because that she is like because of her mentorship along with her husband, they were able to go and have a greater understanding. Others were able to go and have a greater understanding of scripture. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's so practical for us. Yeah. It, it does require for us to know the word. It does yeah. it require for us to to spend time and be in his presence mm-hmm. to be able to do those things. But like how practical would it be for us to take some, some young girls or some newly marrieds or whatever that would look like in your life to be able to mentor. So there is a greater understanding. Yeah, that's good. I love too, that she just is w- so willing to use everything she's got for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I love that they show it blatantly twofold. One is her job. She's a tent maker. Yeah. And she used that to build community with Paul. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? Like, so that was her job. There was no like, oh, I wish I could stop making tents so I could just be a (laughs) pastor all the time. You know, that was part of her life and she used it. And then the other part, she was gifted heavily with hospitality. And so she pulled in Paul, No, you know, no matter if they had what they used to have or not, they were like, Mm -hmm. what we have is yours. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. And then they host a church in their home, like to use that gift of hospitality to minister to other people Mm -hmm. while still realizing I'm going to work hard for my family too and make these tents and we're going to build community while we do that. Like, it's just real, it's cool to be so on mission, like we were talking about, to want to be able to see and use all the different aspects of your life for that mission. Yeah. So just thinking about all these women that we were able to just do like small little snippets into their life and pull Mm -hmm. out. This one's really cool to me because this is in the New Testament. Yeah. So all the others is like, wow, this is incredible. Like this was pre-Jesus here on earth. And now we're talking about like, this is the early church that is in action. Yes. And we get to see examples of ourselves in that. Yeah. Not only as church planners, not only as women that get to do ministry with their husbands, but also just because we're women in general. Yeah. Because it's so significant that she's even mentioned. Yeah. But the amount and the with the intention that she's mentioned, I think is a big deal. Like we said, there's nothing accidental in scripture. And for her name to precede her husband sometimes, I feel like that's an intentional thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a message in in December it's on the podcast if you wanted to go back and look but it's kind of hitting on all those little touches where Jesus is so intentional to include women Mm. and I think this is one of those times Mm -hmm. and it makes it so clear that not only could Paul I mean Apollos accept and grab on to teaching from a woman Paul has no problem working side by side with her yes and I think it just speaks volumes like it's just the tiniest sentence but yeah It speaks a lot into just the intentionality of including women. Right. I think it's just a beautiful thing how he's held space and has purpose Mm -hmm. for women. You know what I was just thinking as I was just talking about the similarities? We didn't even pull any of those when we were picking her name. Like the reason why that we chose her was not for one of those reasons. No. But as we were digging in and and we're like, are you kidding? Like, this is so cool. (laughs) And I just think that that's even just like... I don't know, a little kiss from the Lord. Of yeah. just Like he really does care about all the I details, see. specifically his women. Yeah. Well, not specifically, but definitely his women. 
Well, his daughters. Let's yeah. say it like that. <laughs> his women. <laughs> did you say that once? I did. In that message I just referenced, I said, Jesus uh, and his women. That's oh, right. so weird. Yeah, yeah. His lady folk. <laughs> Loves the ladies. (laughs) It's good. Oh, we joke because he's good. It's fine. Yeah. Thanks for listening today. We hope you feel encouraged and stronger in your faith because of these conversations. We love our community of women and would love to see it grow. Can you do us a favor and share the podcast with one friend today that you know would love it? And if you're feeling a little extra sparkle today, give us a quick rating and review. Have a great rest of your day. And until next time, keep keep growing. growing.